Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland, or in this case, Streaming Thanksland, where we're talking about movies that we are thankful for. And this time, we are doing 2006's Underworld Evolution on Netflix, rated R. I'm Greg, and this movie was picked by Ringo. Say, vampires are eternal, Ringo. Vampires are eternal. You didn't say the Ringo part. Well, Ringo. <laughs> Too late. I'm sorry. There's a doc, there's just a doctor lost the Squid Games, Mira Wicks. <laughs> that, that made me forget. Pan shock. You just lost the Squid Games, buddy. Damn it. You're going to have to get executed. Uh, but yeah, this movie is starring Kate Beckinsale as Celine, Scott Speedman as Michael, Tony Curran as Marcus, uh, Derek Jacoby as Corvinus, Bill Nye as Victor. And trigger warning for gore and blood, leather, skin burning, and lots of blue light. Picking up directly after the events of Underworld, we're treated to a flashback of the first Lycan, William, being hunted down in the year 1200. Marcus is enraged at the treatment of his brother, but Victor tells him to fuck off. Flash forward to present day, and Selena and Michael are on the run, fleeing from safe, house to, uh, safe houses to warehouses as they try to avoid vampire and Lycan alike while, trying, while, while hunting down the truth of their bloodline. Also, Marcus gets helicoptered to death, and it's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, as for reviews, critics can lick our sack. This is our movie to be thankful for, and that's where we're at. Ringo, I know you wanted to put the original Underworld on the list, and it wasn't streaming anywhere, which is strange to me. You would have thought that one would be streaming somewhere. But what what made you pick Underworld and or Underworld Evolution? Correction, it was streaming over on Prime, but the problem is it was the censored version, and I wanted to watch the uncensored version and be thankful for uncensored violence. Like a real um, American. Like a real American. I'm also thankful for this because I've always had a thing for a lot of the early 2000s, like the 90s, 2000s, and like 2010 vampires before Twilight decided to make them really romantic. I was going to say, just say Twilight. <laughs> yeah, but like Twilight made the made vampires super romantic. And so getting really gritty vampires is, isn't really something that's easy to find anymore because they all have to be super abbed up and into 17 year olds like now i guess because of twilight it's fucking weird also kate beckinsale is kate beckinsale in, in leather and, and yeah, just <laughs> i was I'm gonna not, say i'm not gonna fanboy <laughs> we we can't fault twilight for putting hot vampires out there and then talk about kate beckinsale being like i know she's not some sort of chode <laughs> <laughs> i know it's hypocritical of me i'm sorry wastelanders i wouldn't call yourself a hippo oh uh, you're like a plump kanga. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm also thankful because you know, Bill Nye, man, every time he's in something, his like his line delivery is always just, damn, dude, what the hell, man? That's just, it's, I don't know. Something about the way that he delivers lines just fucking gets me every time. It's always, like, dramatic as shit, no matter what he's saying. Like, he'd be, he could be saying, pan shot, and it'd be, like, dramatic. I'd be like, god damn, dude. Yeah, he was great as Davy uh, Jones. Yeah. Oh man, Davy Jones was so good in that movie, I'll... but he was great. <laughs> we also get really gritty, violent werewolves 
werewolves are difficult to go ahead and do like even even in movies that are meant to like do them justice they can trip and fall real easily i don't know this this movie was just one of those ones where i like i really enjoyed it because it, it's along the same lines as like resident evil and like the continuation of like storylines that just keep getting like grittier and grittier but they don't they haven't gone to the point where like the world's gonna end if we don't go ahead and kill this super yeah. vampire <laughs> yeah for sure and then good then we we get the addition of like super vampires and super werewolves that are supposed to be immortal and then we find out that they can die from getting their head ripped off or sent through the blades of a, of a helicopter because no one knew that helicopters were really powerful back when they first came about <laughs> well, it's not the most practical way to kill somebody right they just happened to have a helicopter that was had its blade spinning but mm -hmm. yeah I'm sure even if they had known about helicopters back in the 1200s they'd have been like oh, who needs to mention that <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't think that someone was going to die to a helicopter. And then you find out there's this guy named Indiana Jones that does stuff like that all the damn time. Technically, that wasn't a helicopter. It was an airplane propeller. But still. Yeah, that's my that's my point. He'd probably use a helicopter blade if he could. It belongs in a museum in the uppercuts. <laughs> like the werewolf into the helicopter. <laughs> the other thing that I'm really thankful for in, these, in, in all of these movies is they always introduce, like, some wicked-ass gadgets. This one has... This gas grenade thing. It's like a little hockey puck. You press a button, throw it, it goes beep, 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 and then it goes shh, and then shoots out a little electrical current and blows up the whole entire fucking area. <laughs> like, <laughs> some of those explosions, man, I'm like, how much, what kind of gas are you guys using? Because that's pretty potent, whatever that is. It's like Greg and me after eating some bean nachos, man. Shit. But, uh, the gadgets are always fun. The, I, I think that their lore building is pretty strong. They have some issues. Greg and I talked about the transference of, of memories through blood and stuff like that, how that's problematic. I thought it was uh, a good good way to go ahead and get it so that Marcus isn't puttering around with the computer, considering I don't think that he's been outside of his cage, except to go ahead and get the brony tattoo that we talked about. <laughs> I know no one in the audience can understand that, but I know Greg's going to laugh mm -hmm. about that part. And... I think I also I'm thankful for this one because although they have the romantic story that started in one and then like really turned up the the power like the notch on this one, it doesn't take up so much of the storyline that we lose the aspect that they're trying to stop these two super super powerful monsters from going ahead and like ruining the planet because William the werewolf can't control himself and everyone that he ever bites turns into a werewolf that can't control themselves and marcus william's brother wants to release him because he's been william's been locked up for centuries because he's an uncontrollable monster so there's this worry that in letting william go you'll have werewolves that are just going to go ahead and, and terrorize the whole entire planet we've got like the this problem that is just slowly getting worse as like things keep stacking up so that was something else I'm thankful for because like they actually put a problem that feels realistic for this bonkers ass world mm -hmm. and that's that's the reasons why I'm thankful for this movie yeah like I said I think Underworld really works because as you already mentioned the movie like this this is peak vampire for what vampires were for a long time the kind of like badass immortals, if you will. 
I think, especially around the time Lord of the Rings came out, vampire and elf mythology merged into one, so vampires basically became goth elves. And I think then add in the Matrix effect of the Matrix was a smash hit, and a bunch of people were like, dude, what if our vampires wore leather and looked like the Matrix? <laughs> and I think the Underworld, like, it's a bunch of stuff that shouldn't necessarily work. Like, done poorly, they would be, it would be a bad movie. But done right, which this did, it, it ends up being a pretty fun universe to participate in. It's certainly not the, it's not like this big introspective like dialogue piece, but that's not a, what it's supposed to be. This movie's full of action and full of lots of, of cuts and chops. And it's one of the few sequels where you don't really need to have seen the prequel or the, the movie that came before because it actually does a pretty good job of summarizing what happened in the first movie. And you pick up almost directly after the end of the last movie. Like you mentioned, I'm not a big fan of the blood memories thing, but if that's something they want to have in their universe, it's fine. It's just, it's very Assassin Creedy to me where it's like, oh, because of your, the memories that are in your genes. And it's just like, that's not how fucking memories work. <laughs> My only issue with it is that the, the blood memory thing, I feel like could have just been done with a different vampire power that vampires sometimes have, which is the ability to mesmerize people. Because... Mm -hmm. My thought is that if you're a vampire lord, then you could memorize other shitty vampires, right? Like some vampire scrub and make him tell you the truth and know that he's not lying to you. But that's a stylistic choice. I would have just gone with that instead of the idea of like, I can drink your blood and learn things. But yeah, I also like that this movie combines a bunch of different genres. Like you said, there's there's gadgets that would make James Bond jealous, right? Q, Q didn't invent half this shit, right? This is like full armories full of just wild ass tech that these vampires have because they're immortal and infinitely rich so they can fund everything and so it, it's got like a little bit of science it's got a little bit of suspense there's a love story but it's not really all that important it's one something that everybody saw coming but two it's not really played as anything more than that right like it's funny because i gripe about this a lot where the romances feel forced but this movie was a was or this romance here is forced in the sense that of course it was going to happen. It was written, and there's no way it was going to happen. But it doesn't feel forced in the movie because you're kind of like, oh, of course these two would get together. And so yeah. it doesn't. It's not when we see other movies and it's like he's he's a painter who hates animals and she's an animal rescuist who hates painting. <laughs> Let's see if we can find out. Let's see if we can make their body parts touch. This is straight up. She's like. I know everything about vampires. And he's like, I just became a werewolf vampire. And she's like, that's right. You can stand in the sunlight. And he's like, okay, I'll get you out of the sunlight. And then they look at each other and they're just like, well, we're both hot. And then the, cam <laughs> like the camera nods up and down as if to agree. And then the next thing we know, they're just going to town on each other. <laughs> and it's, it works perfectly fine. This movie would have felt fucking terrible with some sort of overwrought love story between these two. And yeah, both of them wondering, what does it mean for our people? Blah, blah, blah. None of that. It, it was perfectly fine the way it was. Uh, and then the other thing that, that just can't go unsaid is Kate Beckinsale slamming hot in these fucking movies. And that certainly doesn't hurt their appeal whatsoever. Uh, unless you just really hate the way she looks, in which case <laughs> you're not going to like this. But <laughs> I am thankful for tight leather outfits on Kate Beckinsale. That's a great thing to be th thankful for on Thanksgiving. If you, if you were expecting something a little bit more enlightened, I do want to remind you that our top score is a 6 out of 9, so we are not adults. <laughs> and, and at best, we can be left alone and things will be okay, but at worst, that's not a good bet to make. <laughs> 
I, I think I commented to you that they must have gotten some discounts on some Riders of Rohan armor for that opening scene mm-hmm. because like the first thing I saw like was the vampires wearing that and I was like Rohan will answer the call <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell us that they had vampires in their army man right it feels like it would be OP what's Sauron gonna do he can't laser eye them all mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean they on the flip side, Legolas basically 1v1 the entire army. Exactly. And, like, the rest of the elves are, like, subpar compared to him. Yeah, I do wonder about that sometimes. I'm like, is Legolas just a good elf, or could the elves have won this whole thing by themselves and they're just being bitches about it? <laughs> they, they all have, like, suicidal uh, ideations, and that's why they all die. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just too emo to get out there and fight. They're like, what's the point? <laughs> we all return to the Golden Halls eventually. Sail east across the endless sea. West across the endless sea. I don't remember which way it is. I think it's west. West of the I don't remember western lands. Westeros. Something else that I want to go ahead and mention about Underworld Evolutions. Two things, actually, that I'm thinking about it. The sound the sound design, like the machine pistols, all, like, every, every machine gun in this sounds just, like, it, it sounds like it's realistic. Like, the machine pistol goes, and you're like, that sounds like what a machine pistol sounds like in my mind. In my imagination, I feel like that's real. The 249 that they have on the helicopter sounds like what I anticipate like a 249 to sound like. The assault rifles all ha- sound like they have weight to them. It sounds like donk, donk, donk. And then surprisingly, I was surprised. And it might be because, like you said, the, the blue filter that they had over everything. The CGI seemed to still hold up to today mm-hmm. for the most part. There's one where Marcus, like, super transforms real fast and it's just clunky. But other than that, like, the CGI just seems to hold up. Yeah, it does make me wonder what level of practical effects they were using versus CGI. Because compared to a lot of movies I've seen that have come out since then, like these big action movies, this actually looked pretty good. I was I was impressed. Yeah, like you can't not notice the blue light filter in this in this movie. It seems like they slapped it over three quarters of the movie, and that's fine. There is one scene I want to call out that I I chuckled to myself about. This is so <laughs> fucking indulgent, and it's when they pull into the warehouse and Celine is under covers in the, in a truck because the sun has come out, and he and Michael is opening up paint, <laughs> and I don't know if they thought maybe they were running <laughs> short or they had some extra budget, and they're like, we're gonna use this fucking shit. But they slow mode him over and over, busting open a can of paint and then just sloshing it on the window, despite the fact that <laughs> as he sloshes it on the window, it's barely covering any of it. I was wondering, is this supposed to be fucking tar? Because it's not <laughs> running anywhere, and that's glass. And so, like, but I was like, hey, hey, why don't you fucking pop out your paw and just wipe the window down or grab a goddamn rag and spread some paint around? But I swear to God, he opened 30 cans of paint and we saw a, like a super cut of him just opening cans of paint and throwing them in slow motion. And I was like, <laughs> and this is how Jackson Pollock was born. <laughs> so I meant to go ahead and message you about that. And I was going to ask you if you noticed like the cut where there's less paint on the window, but he's got more cans next to him. Yep. I was like somebody, they were just doing the best they can. I, I'm telling you, that felt like, a, oh, wait, we have uh, we have 300000 extra dollars? Like, we could do this. Let's add to that scene. Hey, how much how much paint does it take to go ahead and cover? Yeah, it's also possible that they did that. They threw the first one, and they all looked at each other like, that, that didn't do shit. Hey, hey, Kenny, can you, can you get down to the hardware store? We're going to need more paint. 
And somebody, yeah. like, the director's like, what's going on over there? And they're like, oh, uh, nothing. <laughs> like, hey, hey, lunch break, huh? <laughs> <laughs> keep rolling, keep rolling. Yeah. I'll, I'll distract him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can he go? Can he go? Just go. Get the paint. But yeah, it, you know, that it, scene was very silly. You, Good. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because, like, so he spends, like, an hour. I, I don't know. I'm exaggerating. He spends, like, a way too long on that. And then he throws a blanket over her. Yeah. That, it, it doesn't matter. And shoves her in a shipping container. And I was like, does this shipping container have fucking windows? Like, <laughs> But, yeah. And then, no, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up because, God, that, that was so... Yeah. One so, like, it's one of those things that actually... The, the only real true knock I'll give to Underworld Evolution is that it is a movie that is of its time. You have to like this style of both vampires, of filming, of action movie to go into it. That's it's, It is not universal, right? It is not something like, we'll say, Raiders of the Lost Ark or something along the lines of Saving Private Ryan, where these are big action movies that can hold up regardless of their time. This is of its time, and you can see it when they're doing the slow mo. That is the is the paint because literally right before that, the, it might not be the scene before they might have, there might have been a cut to Corvinus at some point in there, but he Marcus no yeah Marcus is attacking Selena and Michael's truck, and there's a scene where he attacks the driver's side, so she swerves the truck at him, even though there's no cliff or anything, and he like then he shoots or she shoots him. He flies off and they slow-mo him doing just a backflip back to the window of the truck. And I was like, this was this was what you chose to slow-mo here. It's like you got <laughs> like were you guys just super impressed with this like pseudo bullet time technology that you were doing, right? <laughs> because because they did it a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff in this movie where I was just like I was like, oh man, you guys slow-moed that too. But it doesn't feel bad. It feels in tone with this movie. It's it, mm-hmm. and like I said, this is very much a mid 2000s action movie in that way they used it a lot if you go back and look at uh, other movies that came out around this time that were in this vein or even the other matrix movies you can see the influence of the first matrix all over like where they they, how they showed action if you go watch 300 you can see the same fucking thing like three quarters of the action in 300 is actually one dude doing something in slow-mo and then a quick speed up to make it feel frenetic and uh, frantic sin city does Mm -hmm. a very similar thing just in a different style and it's of its time. And I'm mostly saying you have to like it for any people who are Gen Z folk out there, because I know that a lot of the stuff that millennials grew up liking, you guys think is cringe or it's not for you anymore or whatever. That's fine. I'm not going to convince you. I don't have a, a strong argument as to why you should like it. I'm just letting you know the the question I have for movies like this and Blade is do you, how many fucking vampires and werewolves are there? Because I feel like at a certain point people would notice like it's one thing when it's like, 30 dudes versus 30 dudes and you're like all right that's basically like half of two nfl teams and so if they brawled i don't know that anybody would really be paying that much attention even if they did a shitload of damage people probably just write it off as like damn gangs are crazy but when it's over the course of 20 years like hundreds of incidences and you're just kind of like okay guys i think maybe somebody would look around and be like is that guy the same guy from all the videos Is that what was his name? Victor. We kept talking to him, and he, he said, "Oh, I didn't have anything to do with it." But like, he looked vampy, right? <laughs> you notice that his contacts, his contacts look really good. Yeah. They were like real blue, man. Like, yeah, neon almost. Except then it would be like the dumb guys like us. Who cares? Did you see the hot chick in the leather? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Quit right? Me out like that, man. Perfect Jesus. six out of nine. High five. <laughs> Let's go get some lunch. <laughs> Y'all want some hot dogs? Uh, 
<laughs> something, I, something I want to point out. I don't know if you caught it, but like you said, how they had the slow-mo. The only time that I remember them putting it in like fast speed was whenever Selena falls, like not falls, but she jumps down next to the Russians and she's like dodging left and right as they're pulling, tri- the, pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, I don't, she punches all of these guys. I'm like, oh, they're dead. And then, like, in the next scene, they all get up and they're just holding their head, like, oh, my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she punched them. I think she just grabbed all four of their heads and bonked them all together. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And it just moved so fast that they didn't catch it on screen. Oh, well, she is the fucking knight, right? She's, mm-hmm. and I think at the end of the movie, she's a hybrid too, right? Because she drank Corvinus's blood, or. Yeah, she drank Corvinus's blood and. Uh, gain the legacy of the immortals. Yeah, so she can stand in the sunlight now, and etc. Yeah. And I did want to say that, I like, originally when I was watching this, I was like, I do remember liking all of the Underworld movies, but I've actually only seen the two. Uh, I looked at the trailer mm-hmm. for Rise of the Lycan, and I I cannot remember ever actually watching that movie. So it's now on my list of things to do. I will eventually, I have an ever-growing list of things to do, but I would like to, <laughs> to at least watch the rest of the Underworld movies, because worst case scenario, they're just like bad from here on out but best case scenario they're they're more fun action i just hope that what we don't see is kate beckinsale walking with like her arms exposed and then the sunlight glittering off her skin and then she's like the skin of a killer i better go play baseball (laughs) so uh, i do have to tell you i think that they went the same way that resident evil went where it's like kind of the same thing but like definitely upping the ante as they go but they never get to the point where like i said early on we we never get like oh thanos is coming to just destroy everybody's buttholes they is that what that movie was about yeah i've never watched end game but it makes sense end game yeah exactly the rear end exactly but i do think that the fourth one which it's been forever since i watched the fourth one ends with celine either killing her boyfriend or watching him die. That might have actually happened in the next one. I don't know. But, like, they, they keep the, the problem fairly close at heart, if I remember correctly. They don't go, oh, the world's the world's at risk of everyone dying other than, like, this werewolf that could turn everybody into werewolves. Yeah, so I think the next one's a prequel, right? Because it's Rise of the Lycans, and then after that is Awakening. That sounds about right. And but, Awakening, uh, I think, is the one that is where the story continues. But yeah, I, I definitely never saw Rise of the, the Lycans, and I have i don't think I've seen any after that. I guess they made one in 2016. I just found out there's another... Blood Wars! There's another Hunger Games movie that's either out or coming out, and I was just like, for, for why? For why? The story yeah, is over. Yeah, didn't, didn't it end? So why are you... Oh, yeah, I'm guessing they're doing a prequel. See, I'm not sure. It might just be like, what's Katniss up to now? <laughs> We're doing an MTV Cribs interview. <laughs> I'd fucking love it. That I would actually watch that if it was just a movie shot in the MTV Cribs style of like all these people from like a various series. Like I'm not a Hunger Games fan, but that would make me one. I'd be like, hey, at least they have a sense of humor about their bullshit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd give this movie. It probably lands like a seven on my list. I think that it's a pretty fun movie. I think that. It is definitely of its time. I don't. I don't really have many major issues with it. It's just a good, fun time. If you mm-hmm. are, if you're not somebody who's into the lore, like honestly, if you read the opening scroll, like where they're talking about where vampires and werewolves came from in this universe, and you think to yourself, "This movie's gonna suck," 
turn it off because it's not going to get better. They're going to talk about this a lot and you can just save yourself the the hour and a half, hour 45. I don't remember how long this movie is, but it's not that long. But if you're immediately turned off by it, just turn the fucking movie off. Don't do it. Just don't waste your time. You don't owe us anything and you're not, you're certainly not going to prove anything by just watching it. If you have some sort of critical points to make, we'll fucking go ahead and drop some comments. But yeah, otherwise I don't, I don't think you should like, you shouldn't waste your time. It's not going to get better. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. I do think that I would give this one an 8 out of 9 because I grew up watching this one and I I really like it. So nostalgia for me. I would definitely also give it our streaming Wasteland 6 out of 9 just because I think that it's (laughs) worth watching. And Well, give Kate Beckinsale a 6 out of Mm 9. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely didn't become a fan of this just because of Kate Beckinsale. (laughs) All right, I think we have absolutely lost the thread here, so let's just go ahead and wrap this one up. This has been Underworld Evolution. We've been streaming Wasteland and or streaming Thanksland, as the case is. We are thankful for all of you for listening. There's a lot of other podcasts out there, and you chose to listen to this one, so that's pretty dope. Uh, You can find us on all of the podcast places. Wherever you're listening right now, there are probably other episodes, and if there aren't, hit us up at streamingwasteland at gmail.com, and you you can let us know where we apparently only have one episode. You want to find out more, we've got a YouTube, a TikTok, a Twitter, a Threads, and a Facebook. You can hit us up there. And we're not so popular that we won't respond to comments. So if you got something to say, let us know. If you got suggestions, who knows? Stay tuned. Might be something that we do in the future. And uh, other than that, say cranberry sauce, Ringo. Cranberry sauce, Ringo. <laughs> Enjoy your guys' Thanksgiving. <laughs>